If you've ever wondered about being sponsored for a motorcycle adventure, or maybe you've seen those riders out there with all the stickers and all the sponsored logos on their bike, and you, you wonder how it works, well, that's what we're talking about today. I'm Jim Martin. This is Adventure Rider Radio. Stay with us. We got a good one for you. I'm Sam Manikin. Ted Simon. Austin Vance. Simon Pavey. Brian Field. Helga Pedersen. Jocelyn Snow. Charlie Borman. Simon Thomas. Lisa Thomas. Grant Johnson. Jimmy Lewis. Elspeth Jim Jansen. And you're listening to Adventure Rider Radio. It's wind pressure that powers the MotoBreeze chain oiler. No electrical or vacuum connections. It delivers the oil to a felt pad on your swing arm. No nozzles near your sprockets. One ounce of oil gets 1,000 miles or 1,600 kilometers. Get more miles from your chain and sprockets. MotoBreeze.com. And Green Chili Adventure Gear offers American-made, heavy-duty luggage systems for all types of motorcycles. You can turn any dry bag into luggage using their strapping system. And, of course, Green Chili Adventure Gear is tested in extreme weather and terrain to withstand the abuse that adventure riding gives it. Tough, reliable gear. GreenChiliADV.com. Best Rest Product is the maker of the Cycle Pump, the best tire inflator for motorcyclists. It'll inflate your flat tire in less than three minutes. Made in the USA, comes with a lifetime warranty. They also distribute Google Tech filters. CyclePump.com. Well, it could be the ultimate arrangement, sponsorship. You ride your adventure, you post some photos, maybe some videos, you write a blog, all backed by a group of companies that pick up your expenses and support you on the ride. Now, who wouldn't grab that deal? Of course, as you probably know, that deal doesn't happen often or maybe at all in the real world. But there are some riders out there that are company supported and do benefit from supplied gear. But what is involved? How do you become sponsored? And just what do you have to do for the company that is sponsoring you? Well, each company is going to have their own specifics for that, and it's likely going to depend on many things. But to try to get an idea of what the whole sponsorship thing is about and how it's changed over the years, we asked our friends at Peaky Peaky Overland to sit down and have a chat about sponsorship. Mickness and Ellisby have been traveling on their DR650s for about a decade. Mickness and Ellisby are Peaky Peaky Overland, in case you didn't pick that up. But they've also had a successful adventure product company called All Terrain Gear. And like many companies, they got into supporting some adventurers and learned some valuable lessons as they began supporting adventurers, tweaking the program as they went along. And they're going to share what they learned with us today. Now, they've also started a new company well on the road, which I think is pretty impressive for full-time travelers. And once again, they're vetting sponsor requests for this new brand. So whether you're thinking about trying to get a sponsor, or maybe you just wondered what it's all about and why these people are running around with these stickers on their bike or the gear they have and and what they're getting from it, this conversation should give you sort of a clearer understanding of what it's all about and maybe why someone would want to do it or maybe choose not to. Go ahead. I'm Michnes Ulifir. Um, I'm from South Africa. I travel with my wife. Her name is... Uh, Elsevier Ulifir, and we're from Picky Picky Overland. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the first... Perhaps husband. you should write that down. You know, then, then you don't have to think about it. <laughs> okay, then try again. Um, my name is Michtes. I'm uh, the husband in the, in the relationship. <laughs> no, you just being stupid. <laughs> I'm leaving okay, this whole thing in. <laughs> 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 
Hi, I'm Elsa B. Olivier. My name is Olivier. We're from uh, Piki Piki Overland, trying to uh, take over the world, which is not happening currently. <laughs> Taking over the world. Make this to Elspeed. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. Thank you, James. Nice chatting to you again. So you guys, last time we talked to you guys, um, you were in South America. I think I think you were in, it was before Christmas because uh, I think it was before Christmas, but um, you were in maybe, was, was it Bolivia? Correct. Bolivia. Yeah. Where are you now? In Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, the land of the, 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 the free and the brave. Whoa, you're, you're in Los Angeles. So you, you go from Bolivia to Los Angeles that fast? I mean, you guys have been months in Bolivia. <laughs> it took some time, but we made it. <laughs> A bit of swimming involved, but we're here. <laughs> no, Jim, what happened is that uh, we decided that we, you know, we are travelers and we, we haven't traveled decided. much. Bolivia decided, for us. <laughs> yeah, Bolivia decided for us we need to go travel a bit. Um, yeah, so we uh, uh, stored our motorcycles for a couple of months and decided to come and visit friends in the USA. Well, it's a, it's, it's a little bit more than that. We can't extend our visa, so we had to get out. The motorcycles are still there. We uh, stored them and they, they are allowed there till July. We wanted to fly back home, but the, the, the airplane tickets going back to South Africa is insanely expensive now. And also the, this whole virus thing and the new strains and stuff, we decided to rather just stay, in a, stay with friends in the USA for as long as we can. And then July, try and go back to Bolivia. And if we can't go back to Bolivia, then we'll, we'll see if we need to go back home or, or what, what will play out. But the main thing was we had to get out because we couldn't extend our visas after this year that we've already been in, in uh, Bolivia. But you left your bikes back there. So are you guys becoming like sort of lazy travelers now where you, you, you don't feel like riding your bike the distance? So you're just going to store it and jump on a plane and fly somewhere? And Man, we had to get out. We were, we were in Bolivia a whole year sitting and then we were allowed to ride around a little bit. So we, we did that. We did a good portion of Bolivia, going back to the Solar and everything. And then everything starts to close down again. And so you, yeah. you can't really, uh, Toro, Toro National Park is closed. And then this place is closed. You, it's you're sort you, of going, yeah. but you're also not going. You know? so, yeah, mm-hmm. although, although the country is open, the tourist side of it is, is really not operational. So we did have, I think it was a window of one month that we could travel from Bolivia into Paraguay. But even within getting the COVID test, trying to organize that we can cross the border uh, a week from the decision that we took to rather leave the motorcycles in Bolivia, where they already have a record that we're there because of the pandemic. Uh, within a week after we took that decision, the borders closed again between Bolivia and Paraguay. So even if you want to travel, you can sort of travel in the country where you are now in South America. But you cannot cross borders. Even Peru has just given a, a new statement out that they are closing for 180 days oh, wow. from the end of, uh, I think, this month. This month, yeah. yeah. So it's very strange. Some some countries will be open. They will open there. And it's also if, if, if Bolivia, for example, or let's say Colombia opens its borders, Ecuador's borders are not open. So you can't go into Ecuador. Yeah. The same uh, with, with Central America. So Mexico and America will be closed. Guatemala might be open to, to Mexico, but it doesn't mean you can go in there. So it's still a, I, I think this whole year is still going to be a bit um, And we also found strange. that most of the borders that was open uh, during last year or towards the end of last year was only open for South America travelers in South, 
South America, so it wasn't open for foreigners unless you had a residential card. So although if you read the media, it says the borders are open, when you get to the border, it was it's a different open. story. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, what happens now if if July comes and that's the end of the, your your time for your bike, your temporary biking permit, uh, permit rather, what happens then? Well, that's a that's a million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> no, we 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 did uh, provide in case there is a situation like that. We we've got the custom people, and we met amazing motorcycle groups in Bolivia, and these guys has really come together. Um, so we've left enough paperwork behind that they can help us to try and extend the motorcycles in the case that we cannot fly back. So we, we did it. It took a bit of time and money, but everything is set up that the motorcycles can be taken care of. Mm. Yeah, we, I think we'll, we'll be fine. We, we, yeah. we made enough friends and it's really, the Bolivian people are incredibly um, warm-hearted and, and kind and they, they help and you where they can. Yeah. So I think in the end, most probably will, if we have to get to the president, we'll most probably get to him. Careful now. We'll stage a coup. Well, it's, it'll be an interesting year, really, this year coming up. I'm sure it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. That, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> Well, if all else fail, we're already looking at a, a couple of uh, secondhand motorcycles here and Mexico's border is not too far from us. We start it all over again. <laughs> so, yeah, so we could perma- start again. Permanently store your bike or sell your bikes? And, and <laughs> no, no, I won't. No, no I won't we'll, sell we'll them. I'll ship so them. We'll, we'll ship them. We'll go back and yeah. buy an uh, arm, arm and a leg and, and just ship them out. Right. Because they're, they're, they have sentimental value to you. Yeah, and, and the, yeah, they're great overland bikes. They, for bikes, for yeah. our style of riding, for what we're doing, oh man, I just love my motorcycle. Yeah, yeah but they're, they're DR six fifties. They made more. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can get them. Hey, what was it like going going from um, Bolivia to to the United States? Was there any hassle there with the flight and everything? Funny enough, no, absolutely it nothing. It was uh, we had to do sailing. the the COVID test, which was quite a bit of money. Um, the airports is not airports that busy. Not busy. It's um, they really well organized. So we we didn't once feel like oh we took the wrong decision to fly because it is in your mind the whole time that aren't you putting the friends you're going to at risk? Aren't you putting yourself to risk? And sure. I must say through this whole process from getting the COVID test, you know, just look after yourself and what we've seen in the airports. We we felt comfortable. We yeah, careful the people, and comfortable. Yeah, the the aerostasis and everybody they they try and move people so there's space between seats if the seats open. When you're in a in the building, you have to wear the mask and full time. Yeah. So they they it, it, you can see people are they are really taking this thing serious. Yeah. Um. There's not a lot of people traveling. There are people traveling, but not not because it doesn't look like um not a like full on what you used tourism to type past, of thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, we we had a a little bit of a full flight because we were originally going to fly in from Colombia to Houston, but because Texas is having this terrible weather at the moment, they actually rerouted us to New York and from New York to LA. So our one flight was relatively full. Uh, but it was only because they had all the flights uh, rerouted through New York. That must have been a bit of an eye opener for you guys flying into New yeah, York. It was. <laughs> yeah. It's just a yeah. little bit cooler than you're used to. <laughs> yeah, a, a little bit more white, white. looking out the yeah. airplane. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here. Um, we got together today to talk about sponsorship. Now, um, you guys used to have a company before. Can you talk about that, that to begin with? Just maybe just give the sort of a brief history of what you did with that. 
Okay, so um, <clears throat> we had a, in, in 2008-2009, we started Altering Gear. It's a, it's a um, company that made soft luggage and, and camping stuff for motorcycle uh, travel. Altering um, Gear. Altering Gear, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, we sold that uh, about five odd years ago. Um, it started interfering it started with the travel. <laughs> Um, but yeah, now now we we starting up a new one with with, with friends. The, it was more local. It was more a local business. So South we, African based. We exported a little bit stuff, but it was never a, a big, big, full on international, uh, international yeah. business because we didn't have the the um, uh, the partners to to, to take it uh, full on global. Now now with the newer company, we we can we can do that. Um, but ATG was was more a local African South African uh, brand. We we sold some of the stuff to Australia and, and uh, Europe and UK. How long did you have uh, all terrain gear for? Um, about in total, about eight years, eight years from yeah. when we started. Because we we started, we did everything ourselves from uh, starting the business, the the uh, development the brand, of the, the product, the brand. So it was only the two of us, and then we started we started going to shows on our own, and yeah. So we had the company about eight years, and the last three years of that was really the company was growing too fast for us combined with our travels. And that's why we normally joke and say it did started interfering with the travels. So it was becoming a real job. That's scary. It was becoming a full time and it it became more difficult. We were just traveling in Africa at that stage, but already um, with not having always connection in Africa, it it turned out to be a bit of a problem. (laughs) Did you deal with, with sponsors at that point, sponsorship rather? Did you have people coming to you or were you sponsoring riders out there or drivers of all-terrain vehicles with your gear? Yes, I think, uh, Jim, as soon as we started uh, showcasing that uh, we have got products, we were approached by quite a lot of people. Even international people? <laughs> international but, people, yeah. local people uh, requesting uh, sponsorships. Uh, so, yes, we even with the, the new company, we've already found uh, uh, quite a few requests for sponsorships. Now, um, th- this is eight years ago. Um, sorry, that's eight years you had it. This is some years back. You've, how long ago are we talking? 10 years, 12 years? So we, yeah, we sold the business in 2013-14. We handed it over. Oh, okay. So it's quite a while ago. So Because the, so, the reason I ask that is because things have changed a lot is with social media, as obviously you guys know. Um, and I think the idea of getting sponsored for a trip has probably become even more of a thing than what it was back then while you were dealing with it. So the numbers, theoretically, you know, if, if you extrapolate from there, you, you know, companies must be inundated right now with people requesting sponsorship. It did, and, and actually the, the high, the high end, let me just clarify something else. I've, marketing was my thing my whole life, and, and I've, I've been part of this, the marketing and the sponsorship side, and, and now the two interact with each other, it, it's coming a long way. 2013-ish around, the sponsorship thing for, for brands to 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 people was a was a massive thing. It, was, it actually became a bit of a... a, a it became a bit of a thing to to be sponsored, but in in that also what happened was the bad and the good came out of it. And part of why we started to well, when we started the first time when we started to sponsor people in with ATG was because traditionally you had newspapers and magazines, and that's how you sponsor. You know, you can advertise, and then you can also go to shows, and then social media started um, in two thousand. 
10, 11, somewhere, the, 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 the social media, Facebook thing started and that created new opportunities for, for smaller brands like ATG, like us, to also play with the big guys on the same level field with marketing and advertising and stuff. And the sponsorship thing started with that because there is benefits for small brands like us and and um, guys that wants to travel and, and and have the you know get some free stuff. But it, in, it inevitably what happens as always the abuse of it, the thing starts and and um, we've learned we've learned massive things about how to do it and, and what happens with it through the time. And then, rightly as you say, I mean, Turkana, our new brand, is not even up yet properly and we've already been inundated with, with sponsorship requests mm-hmm. um, um, for now. Then, we've also been on the other side. We've we had sponsors uh, um, um, offered, to us, yeah. offered to us in the past, of which we some we took up. Um, most of them, we actually became friends with them because we know how, what it takes and what it needs to be to be uh, worked with uh, with sponsors, we don't really do it now anymore. Um, but we, we've been on that side of the of the of the wall as well to understand, you know, if you've sponsored, what does it take to be sponsored, and, and your responsibilities your and, and the impact it has on your on your on your trip. Right. Um, if you are sponsored, well, this new business that you have, just talk about that for a minute. What is that? It's the same. It's the same as what we had in ATG. A little bit different. We we evolved um, the soft luggage. Um, side of it for motorcycles. I think um, what we did is we did, and how ATG started uh, years ago is that we were going to go on a motorcycle trip ourselves and we were looking for uh, bags and stoves for us to use. And at that stage, everything that came into South Africa were brands from overseas. And we found it so expensive. And because Mechnes is in marketing and he was already running a business with uh, importing some products, we realized that there was a huge gap between your top pricing pr- uh, prices and then the, the bags the cheap, cheap that fall, uh, you put it on one trip and when you come back, mm. you have to replace them. And yeah, we of- we sort of seen uh, that even since then that it's like that gap in the market is still not uh, filled properly, and that's where we're coming in with Turkana Gear, saying, guys, we're gonna uh, give you a good range product where we put our our uh, expertise or our how we look at bags, and we're giving you actually a lifetime uh, warranty on these bags. So we want you to buy once and know that you've got a good good product. What's the company called? Turkana. 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 What does Turkana mean? I, I would thought Turkana when I, when I've seen it, but okay. So, so what does that mean? It's a, it's a reason between the a region between Ethiopia and Kenya along a lake, a turquoise lake, which is called Lake Turkana. And very, very few overlanders ever go there. And um, because it's such a remote place, it's such, it's, it's really unique. Stuff needs to work there. Um, we just when Leone and, and Elsby rode it with their bikes, they, they, they're some of the few, and um, uh, there's another. Yeah, we only a few women that actually rode that that um, oh, wow. that that road. So we decided to. It it is such a hard working place to go, but it's so fulfilling once you've done that route. And I, I think everybody has got that special place that when you started riding and you conquered this thing that it it sort of stays with you always. Mm-hmm. And Turkana sort of. When we started talking about product names and we started talking about company names, it's like 
all of us just flew, uh, sort of, yes, this could be such a good name because that's what we want our product to be. It, it must be able to take you to places like that. And if you fall, you must be able to maintain your product where you are and not have to worry that you're now sitting with something that's broken. So it was for us very fitting. You said Turkana was, um, was a tough ride. What, what do you mean? Yes. Yes, no, it's, it's a thousand kilometers. Your own, your yeah. own, your own fuel, own everything. And you get There's, a good mixture. You yeah. get volcanic rock. You get sand. big rocks. You get a lot of sand. You get river sand. You get desert sand. So yes, and if you're very unlucky, you even get a bit of mud as well. So. But there's no, there's no rescue there. You, you it's very there. hot. It's a, a desert-like area. Um, the locals are amazing. So, yes, don't go irresponsible. We made sure that when we went into the parks that we would ask the rangers, this is what we're planning. Can you tell the ranger on the other side if we haven't reported in in three days that they maybe come and look for us? So <laughs> it's one of those areas, but absolutely beautiful and stunning. So you have Turkana now. And, and you had uh, all train gear before. But meanwhile, for those who don't know, you guys are traveling full time. You've been traveling for, what, 10 years? 10 that's years, correct, yeah. yeah. Right. And, and now this Turkana thing, you got to be careful because that's, that's going to end up building up to something that might force <laughs> you in, back into a, an office somewhere. So you really got to watch no, that. No, 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 no. We, we, but I hope, I hope our partners don't listen to this podcast. That's why we got partners. They, they, they can work. I mean, that's oh, all I do. There's always guys, an evil plan behind all You guys this. are smart. <laughs> I like this. But, but you're, no, mentioning, we, you're mentioning even with the Turkana, you're already getting inundated with... Uh, or at least getting a lot of, of inquiries for people asking to be sponsored. Correct. Yes. Yeah, it's a man. I think what happens is that when people start to plan it, to, to plan trips and stuff, they there's a lure and, and there's a whole thing out there that that people or brands give stuff for free. It's a very nice. It's a very um, 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 alluring thing, you know. So you can get bags for free because the stuff costs costs money. I mean, if you if you plan for a trip, your bags, your sleeping bags, all the stuff that you get eventually it adds up. And if you don't have to spend it, and you can you can convince a brand to give you stuff for free in exchange for two or three photos. Then you know, sure, the people the people do that. Our experience though changed a lot. In the beginning, we did give free stuff. We never heard back from them, and 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 over the time, and all the people we sponsored. About 80% of people never, ever do what they promise. It, it's a sad uh, indictment of what's happening, but unfortunately that, that is true. So, mm-hmm. and, and we tried it in a few different ways. We First, we would just, okay, yeah, we, we give the full set and yeah, yeah, we'll hear from you and you just never did. Then we changed it and said, okay, but now we're going to formulate it. So we're going to give you the gear. In exchange, we would like from you at least so many photographs, you know, maybe a little of a write-up. You know, we started giving them guidelines. That didn't help. Then eventually we actually had to go and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you a very good discount. And when you come back and you've actually performed the way you have done, speak to us again. Mm, right. Yeah. I, you know, I remember when we had our tourism company. I always remember this, this person coming and asking if I was interested in sponsoring a boat. It was a sailboat. Uh, anyway, the, the details don't matter, but the point was the boat was going to sail, uh, according to what they were saying, the boat was going to sail around the world. And, and I said, well, so where would, where would our logo go? And they said, oh, you know, it'll go on the front of the boat. And I said, but who cares? Like, yeah. you know, who's yeah. going to see this logo? We were an adventure company. Who's going to see yes. this logo in a port? 
in a remote port, wherever they go. I mean, like the amount of exposure that we're going to get for the money that he was looking for was just, it was ludicrous. It it was crazy. So, I mean, there, there is, um, I mean, you gotta have something to offer there, but, but anyway, I want to go through this sort of, sort of piece by piece. And and I, I really want to talk a little bit more about the, the rider and what a rider might be looking for. I mean, you guys talk to riders all the time. I know you're bumping into people all the time. What are people telling you that they're looking for when they're out, when they're when they're considering the sponsorship? Is it just the free gear, or is it also you know a bit of pride being associated with a brand that seems to give them a, a certain you know a, a social status? I guess on social media, um, is it is it a money savings thing really? You know, are they looking for what, what kind of feedback do you? Hear? I think it's a, co- I think it's a combination. combination. But the, the the most the biggest percentage of that would be just free gear. The, the prestige that comes with being in a brand, I think, is, is also there. Um, but it's, it's, it's essentially free, free gear. And then if they can, some of, the, some of them do actually say that they are um, famous enough that they, that they demand money, that you pay the money to, to be part of your, of I your brand. I also think that traditionally… Which, which for a brand, yeah, so. I mean, if I look at the, the, the way I can spend money, the, the money rather on advertising and stuff, it never, never makes up for, for giving it to one person as a… As a as a thing, but but essentially the, the biggest part it seems like it's, it's just literally just free gear. You just mentioned cash, though. You're talking about you're saying that some some people think they're famous enough they want cash or, or consider themselves famous oh, yeah. enough they want cash, oh, yeah, but yeah. you don't think that's worth it for as far as you for a company. No, no it is. It's very. I mean, in, if you talk about high end sports, Nike and those guys, it's all different ballgame. But in in the, in the adventure riding market, um, there's nobody that I can think of that that's that. For me, that that it's worthwhile giving giving cash, and on, and especially on the level that you work in. Remember, there's the other thing is that the, if if as a brand you want to give something away, it is because of the brand, the size, and and what we do. So, small businesses now can can compete with big businesses in the in the adventure market game. So there is benefit for for the for the guy being out there and for and for us as a brand, doing it. But I would. To, to, to give people cash money, man, it is such a dangerous thing to do because there's, there's just so much that can go wrong. I mean, it, it, we, we've spoken about it with, with other riders. For example, if you can't, if you go into your trip and you and you break a leg in two months' time, what's going to happen? Are you going to get the, the kid back? Are you going to continue your trip? Are you going to give the money back? So all this kind of stuff has happened in the past. And all of and every single time, it never panned out. <laughs> Very rarely pans mm-hmm. out the way you plan the stuff. I also think a lot of brands and a lot of people has grown a little bit when it comes to sponsorship. I don't think in the beginning, a lot of people, when they requested a sponsorship, thought it through properly. You know, what? why do I really want this? What do I have to actually, what expenses will I have as an individual to actually honor what I'm saying to the sponsors? And then from a sponsor side, uh, there is actually a few companies uh, still today that keep sponsoring uh, uh, people and it has also almost become like a, a quick sales channel for them and not managing the guys that they are sponsoring to make sure that these guys are actually doing their part is also doing damage to what sponsorships traditionally were supposed to do. Mm, you mean the idea of sponsorship and what people are expecting from it? 
Correct. Well, well, you mentioned the the Nike example, and, and that's a great example to, to to look at because if Nike was to sponsor an athlete, they have someone that they know they can sort of quantify what their what exposure they're going to get. Like maybe this person plays, you know, on a, on a basketball team or a football team or whatever the case is, and they're going to get so much coverage as far as all different types of media, not just one type of media. We're not t- just talking about what they're posting on their Facebook page. We're talking about all the media that goes and covers them at the events that they do. That kind of sponsorship is more of, a, I guess, a traditional sponsorship, and and you can yes. you can quantify that, and you can look at that, and yes. say, okay, this could be worth so much money for us, and that I understand that they're giving cash for. Yes, it's a little bit different, isn't it, when it comes to adventure motorcycling, because oh. that isn't quite the scene. No, your no, market no, is much smaller. Much smaller, yeah, and it's actually more ambassador thing. And the other thing is also very difficult. You can quantify it as a small brand with with people, but I think a lot of this, this the the adventure riding brands wanted to be. You know, you, you you're a bit casual about stuff. You don't you don't go all corporate on people. You know, so they they sort of became a bit blasé and you know just post some photos and, and do this and do that. So they never became a, a, a professional type of um, or a sponsorship thing. or a structured yeah. thing. So and that and the abuse came with that. Uh, so I think, like as we said, uh, the the sponsorship thing did grow up a little bit, and and I think uh, some of the, the smaller brands do a lot more homework now than what they did in the past before they before they sponsored people. And, and I think it's on both sides. I even from the traveler side. I mean, I remember when we just started traveling in the Americas. Michnes and I were quite. Uh, taken aback at how many people have got so many sponsors that, uh, you know, if you look at their photographs at the bottom, all the hashtags they had to put in became actually quite annoying. And we we thought that they've got sponsors for their towels, they've got sponsors (laughs) for their cooking gear, they've got sponsors for their underwear. And it, it just became... A little bit. It's like a feeding yeah, frenzy. Yeah, like a feeding frenzy. And uh, we, we really questioned, you know, if you're a, like we, that, that was a manufacturer and a brand, if you come across a person like that that is representing so many brands, how much can they really represent you if they have to talk with so many caps on their head? Yeah, that, that's an interesting thought process. So there, there is some lack of sophistication there, I think, in, as far as the, on the sponsor side, who are giving out the sponsorship to people like that. I, you, you mentioned abuse a minute ago. When you say abuse, what you're talking about is people who will take the product and basically do nothing for it. Not, not necessarily oh, no. intentionally, but that's how it works out. Because let's face it, it's a lot of work. Well, the thing is, this, so the guy, you know, he's going to do the trip. And he has 10 likes here and five friends on Facebook. and But I can get stuff for free. So he, he goes for it and... The brand's like, okay, well, let, let's give you some stuff. And then suddenly the guy starts to figure out, but he can't take proper photos. He can't, there's no content. He tags people massively on, on, on posts. He shares everyone everywhere, and, and it starts to become a bit more spammy. And then he just gives up because, you know, it's like hard work, this. This, <laughs> this is not what he I need to find data. I need and then to, yeah. we had even guys that never even started their trip. They planned everything. You give them the stuff. They're going to do this and this and this. And they just never, ever start. And they just pain off to in, into the non-existence of, of, of the world, you know. Right. So a, a lot of that, and we've met, that is, especially when we started America, this, this whole America, South America run, we met so many people with sponsorship, and I normally talk to them, I ask them, you know, what do you need to do? What did they give to you? Just to get information and to understand myself what is happening. And, man, I can tell you a lot. The major- majority, a lot yeah. Was, was they got stuff, and what they what they were supposed to do and give back to the brand was not nearly 
closeness because they start doing the chip and, the, and suddenly the chip is nice and this working for this brand thing is, is not nice. And the, on the other hand, a brand, for example, to, to put up a little photo, three hashtags and a, and a cheesy little inspiration quote, that's not content. For a brand, for me, I want content, and, and brands want content in, in the thing. So write a little bit, tell people stories, tell them what is nice about it, and then you can put a hashtag or mention something. But a lot of the, the people was also not marketers, so they didn't understand what it takes to be a sponsored person or a brand ambassador and what they need to do to, to perform that function um, for the brand for that. So they just eventually just, ah, you know, <laughs> it was nice to get the stuff for free. And, right, and that's and it. it. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. Well, I'm sure you've already found out that once your feet get cold, it's almost impossible to get them warm again. So the solution, well, it's kind of simple. Just keep your feet warm to begin with. Then you don't have to worry about trying to get them warm afterwards. Pearly's Possum Socks are designed by motorcyclists for motorcyclists. Now, the reason they have such a great reputation for keeping riders' feet warm and comfortable is a bit of a secret. But I'm going to tell you what it is, just between us. Because they use a blend of merino wool and possum fur. Now, combining these two incredible warm natural fibers, they create a sock that's plush and amazingly warm. Seriously, these are the best cold cold weather socks I've ever tried. That's why I made them the official sock of Adventure Rider Radio, because I was so impressed. And to be honest, when Pearlies first contacted us about trying their socks, I wasn't very excited. It was only after I wore them that I was really blown away by how warm and plush they felt on my feet and how well they worked. Pearly's Possum Socks. You can get them at pearlyspossumsocks.com and throw in there that you heard them here on Adventure Rider Radio. Pearly'spossumsocks.com. So if your style of riding is, is maybe a lot of paved roads with the odd dirt road thrown in, maybe some rough stuff out every now and then, you probably want comfort first. But when you do hit the dirt, you still want that added extra leverage that only a, a well-designed foot peg will give you to help control your bike. Now, the ADV-1 and the ADV-2 foot pegs are large platform foot pegs made by IMS products. Now, IMS has been making parts since 1976. That's when they started. And ever since then, they've been owned and run by off-road racers and enthusiasts. And part of the, the massive success of IMS is that they rely on their employees' experience of riding, building, and racing dirt bikes, ATVs, all kinds of vehicles to develop the products that they make. So when they set out to design their, their full line of adventure motorcycle foot pegs, including these ADV-1s and ADV-2s, they had a massive knowledge base to draw from. And then subsequent testing as well, all in-house, which explains why, why their products are so good. It was such high quality. Now, the ADV-1 and ADV-2 are an extra large platform that will give you incredible leverage in the dirt when you need it to maneuver the heavy adventure bike, but really, really comfortable on the highway. Have a look at what they've got. It's imsproducts.com. And anytime you're dealing with them, throw in there that you heard them here on Adventure Rider Radio. imsproducts.com. Well, I, I want to go back to, though, the, to, the, to the, the rider's point of view. So as far as what sponsorship goes for the rider, what are their benefits? I mean, so you get some, maybe you get some free gear. Maybe you get some discounts uh, on gear. Are there any, and, and, and the association thing, are there any other sort of benefits to you as a rider for the sponsorship deal? 
Maybe just a backup on the guarantee backup because there's guarantee, a specific yeah. brand. We didn't get sponsored. We had to buy it. And when we needed backup, they didn't help us. And in the same time, one of their sponsors needed backup or help, and they got helped within a week. So maybe it's <laughs> that. Stuff, stuff, stuff sent to them like in no yeah. time and like. I had to beg them to, to for no, me, to all pay for the stuff I think it depends on the relationship and the type of traveler you've got. Um, we, we're saying we don't do sponsorships, but we will never say we, we, we put a total ban on it because there is people out there that has got a, a natural ability to add value uh, to your product. So let's say, take, for instance, Mechnes. Mechnes is really good with his photography. So the chance that something on our motorcycle will be in a very good photograph is 80% of the time it's going to be a good photograph and good exposure. So if somebody like Mechnes would approach us, yes, of course, you know, I know you take 80% of your photographs already evidence there is photographs. Maybe that is a different approach than to in the past where anybody that is just saying I am going to go on a six month or a one year trip please sponsor me I think that is where things has changed now but yes as you rightly said it I don't the, the benefit for a rider is is I don't know what what benefit other than that you can get saving a little bit of cash flow yeah for for a brand for example the people that travel less than six months, I would very, I would not be inclined to, to sponsor them because they come and go so quick, and, and you, they don't even get a time to to build up an audience or anything or, or create content or stuff. Mm-hmm. For me, I would rather take consistently long term people and look after them because they, they honest, they 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 authentic, they 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 real people. You know, you you, you keep the the stories real. Yeah, from, from um, a sponsor's also, perspective, I mean, it's a relationship from, that you can keep working it's on. A, it's a relationship that you build. And we give uh, some of the brands that we actually became friends with, we give a lot of feedback to them. Um, this is another thing. We get a lot of requests, oh, I'll test, I'll test products for you. Well, the thing with testing products is, and then, you know, I want the stuff for you, is that I can drag something through the mud easy. I, I don't need help doing that. The thing is that a lot of when you test stuff, I have a we have a small group of people that I really trust. I know they know fabrics. I know they know the the market that we sell into. So we have a broad market to sell to. Like the KLR, for example, it's a it's a jack of all trades and a master of none. So yes, I can you can build a, a KLR into a brilliant KTM machine, but that's not the market for it. They, you want to have so you need to get people that test stuff for you that. Understand that understand stuff and understand fabrics and how stuff works and will right. it sell to the broader market and stuff like that. So there's a lot on the on the on the sponsor side, the brand side, and and that's generally not something that you're going to do randomly. I mean, you, you're saying you're already no. working with people you know for that. Yeah, Let me jump back to the rider for for a minute. So so the rider <laughs> really to benefit really the rider. Yeah. You might get, the, I don't know what gear, let's, I mean, let's, let's say you've got a couple of items, but even if you've got a few items, even if you've got like panniers and maybe crash bars and I don't know, a couple of sets of tires, we're not talking a lot of money here. Even if you get this no, stuff no. given to you as far no. as how much you're going to save, no. I mean, like how, how much money? But, no, you mean, but here's, here's the thing. Yeah. You need one motorcycle. You need a bit of protection for the motorcycle. You need one set of gear. You need... Uh, Sleeping bag you would have taken. Yeah, you know, so most of us has got that has been riding motorcycle has got all of that at home already. Yeah, maybe it's old and you need to replace it. But if you go and work out your outlay that you put out for your equipment and your gear, it's actually going to be there whether you do a short trip or a long trip. Mm-hmm. Now as a rider, you're saying, okay, no, but I want brand new stuff and I want to be sponsored. But as a rider, 
I think what a lot of people don't do is sit still and say, but for me to honor the sponsorship, physically, what does it do, one, to my travel time? What does it do to my budget? Because maybe now I am just, I wanted to do let's call it a foodie trip. I wanted to go from one street market to the next street market. Now, all of a sudden, I'm actually sponsored by off-road gear and I actually have to take an off-road. Uh, you know, how does right. it, it's a stupid example, but how does it influence my trip? How does it money-wise? That's the next thing that I, that I want to get into is, is talking yes. about um, how it influences the trip or how, how it may change the trip. And what I'm sort of looking at here is uh, the benefits that we've got so far, they're not a huge... They're, they're not huge benefits here. We're, we're not no. talking no. great amounts of money. Um, no. the, the example back to the Nike thing, if Nike sponsors a, an athlete, the athlete goes out and does what they were already doing. If she was, yes. you know, doing running or whatever, she will go back out and run again. If he was a basketball yes. player, he goes out and plays basketball again. They don't go and buy a bunch of computer equipment and cameras and video no. gear yeah. and microphones and recording no. equipment and start setting up and film themselves doing it. But un unfortunately, that's what it's like for a rider. Right. Is as a because as, as you guys mentioned, you know, no one's that famous. Maybe maybe Charlie Borman might be up in that category yes. where he's he's yes. a different category. He's like the Nike yes. sponsor or something similar to that. Anyway, yes. um, but the the rest of the people are going to have to be the jack of all trades. In other words, you're going to have to have all the caps on. You're going to have to have the cap on as the photographer, the videographer, the writer, the social media person. I mean, it's it's huge. So that's what I want to talk about is what ways will that sponsorship, this little bit of money that you've, that you've saved, you've, this fancy gear you've got, what ways does it actually change the adventure? Well, you're sitting, you're sitting basically at, at um, hostels every night, editing photos, writing content, faking one or two scenes because you have to have a jump because it needs to look a little bit... Um, you know, you have to look the part and stuff. It, it really changes stuff. I mean, we we've we've met people that that, and I know people that on sponsorship that, man, the trip is insane because they 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 have to take this photo, they have to go to this island, they have to, and essentially, and eventually, it's a it's a it, all they do is working, and and the the benefit they got from from the brand was way less than what they currently offering the the brand. But that's the people that's actually got the the integrity to do what they what they what they promise that they will do. Yeah, I think just uh, uh, to come back is, yes, one, you must be very careful that uh, you're asking for sponsors that it's not going to change the way you seen your trip going. Um, secondly, it might actually add additional costs to your trip that you didn't think you would have. Like one, if you need to get proper Wi-Fi in some countries, you're going to have to buy a phone card because not all the hostels has always got enough or a high enough upload speed, which means those are costs that your sponsor is not going to necessarily pay for you. You're going to have to pay that. Secondly, now all of a sudden you realize, oh, my equipment I've got is actually not up to scratch. The quality of the camera is not good. Or, oh, while I was filming, filming this one shot, I dropped it in the mud. Now I have to replace this camera because... I have got an obligation to the sponsors. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of costs that you actually incur that you don't realize. So go add up the camera, the GoPro, the extra uh, uh, money that you have to take out to have connection, the extra time that you might even maybe booking into a hotel because you need a proper working space. You can't always sit at a campsite and process your photographs. You need to be in a darker room. Go and add all of that up. Maybe you could have afforded to buy your own equipment from the go maybe, set. Maybe it's second hand. And it's also your vacation. 
You know, like he, you saved up time. for this vacation. That was the big point, and exactly. somehow it turned into something different. And you can exactly. see you can see how you'll end up doing something totally different. Now, I, I don't want to be all negative on sponsorship because I, I'm sure no, it works out for some people too. Because oh, no, it's a if good you're, tool. Yeah, if you're the type of person maybe that has all your camera gear and you actually get a thrill out of doing that, then maybe that's for you. Then, right? I mean, if you're that type of person. Just yes, to be uh, honest, uh, it uh, is uh, actually, it, uh, Mechnes is, uh, for instance, Mechnes is a marketeer. That's second na- nature to Mechnes. I can always have a good, good giggle about Mechnes if we're in a restaurant. He looks if the guy is on Google and if he's not, he will go put it up and take photographs because that's who Mechnes is. So it comes <laughs> naturally for him, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> it comes naturally for him. But that, if, um, for instance, for Mechnes, if we do take up a partnership with somebody, it's a natural flow of his energy of what he's doing anyway. So not too much of a hassle. But I can also see for somebody like myself, I'm not, I'm more the administration side. For me to remember to take a photograph, for me to remember to write a little story and not just hashtag, that's that's becoming, it's more of an effort for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, we, we have, um, I've always said that there's big, big benefits to be had for for sponsored people and for brands, I just wish the brands would would um, manage it. Would manage it a little bit better than what they're currently doing. They, they, I would, and, and we had this chat with, with with quite a few overlanders that is traveling, and I've actually helped some of the overlanders get sponsorship from from the different brands. When we had this chat, that rather take one sponsorship. If you if you if you uh, tick all those boxes, yes, I've got a camera. Yes, I can write content. Yes, I have a little bit of a following. Yes. I'm really authentic. I'm, I keep it real. I, I don't sit there with duck lips and, and fancy like faces. This. And I like the stuff that you can go through. You tick all those boxes. Then approach a brand, do it properly, and only approach one or two brands and then do it properly. Build a relationship with them. Uh, give them feedback. Ask them exactly what they want, how you can want them, because it's a, it's a, it's a, a partnership. It's not... I want everything. It's like me, 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 me. Just give me free stuff. That's <laughs> but it's also idea. choose carefully. Don't choose, do it yeah. for a pepper shaker, but maybe do it yeah. for a and if you want to do <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you want to go do it, then, then you know, do it properly. But there again, the, the higher the brand, uh, climb these guys, man, it is not – if you if you want to go to that level of things, you, you need to understand you what you're doing. You need to bring something to the party. For, for example, just to give you an example, Canon – I know that, that that Canon at some stage, I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of professional Canon people and they, there's also the, the, the rage to get sponsored by Canon. So what Canon said, yes, no problem, you can be sponsored. But when we say you go to a show, you go to a show on your course and you book in there for, for the four or five days and you'll stand there and chat and have uh, 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 meetings and interviews and shops, uh, workshops and stuff at your cost. So I thought, damn, that, that, that's a bit harsh, but I'm not going to do it. Mm. Last year when we were back, or the year before in in, uh, in South Africa, I took my, my Fuji back in for a, for, a, for a service, and we started chatting with the people, and they said, oh, yeah, yeah no, no, but you, your, your Instagram looks nice, and this looks nice, you know, can't we sponsor you? And I said, so what is, the, what is the catch? Exactly the same as Canon. You're going to work like a dog. <laughs> that. yeah, that's, that's not what they said, but that's, what, that's how it comes out. <laughs> yeah, that's what comes yeah. out. Yeah, so, no, thank you very much. It, it's a nice idea, but when you go on that level, uh, yeah, it's just not. I you know, think kind of each thing. rider needs to do the calculation for himself. Yeah. Uh, you know, one, what is the effort, as you just uh, correctly said, it's your holiday. What is this going to impact my, my holiday on? And what do I need to actually commit to this obligation? Uh, to do it, uh, to do what I said uh, that I promised, you know. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Sit down NFT. and think. Yeah, yeah. First, yeah. first of all, did you do this trip for a brand or for yourself? Yeah. You did it for mm-hmm. yourself. Did you did you plan this trip? Um, well, there's some people that actually plan their trip and their money according to how many sponsors they can get because that parts of sort of funds the part of the the, the buying power of of what they would spend on the if on they the didn't gear. have gear. If they didn't have yeah. gear. I mean, they're they're alone. I don't think it's a. I don't think you need to travel. I think you um you maybe need to save up a little bit more because gear will not make up for the exactly what we're saying now. We we spend a thousand six hundred dollars on cost for paperwork that we didn't plan. Because we're in the situation that we are, and those those situations and unforeseen costs and in trips happen all the time. Mm-hmm. It happens. It is one of those things. But the little bit you score by getting free stuff is not really you. It, you spend it on everything else. It, 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 there's no benefit in, in doing that. Well, but, you, you don't need the you don't need all the fancy gear anyway, do you? I mean, we no. just did the episode we just did last week was with the, a young guy who who went off and did an adventure. He bought a motorcycle in South America and he and he rode it back home. He lives in New York. Uh, or New Jersey, and um, it, it was like he was totally unprepared. He had nothing yeah. of the motorcycle gear that we would consider to be the bare necessities. He had none of it, yeah. but he did his adventure. So exactly. it's it's exactly. about you know I, I guess how you picture your trip or what you picture your trip is about, and what you you um, the importance you think that the gear plays in your adventure. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, it, I think social media also in, in a little bit of a bad way. It, it, People sit there and I look at the nice photos of people going with their fancy gear and fancy bikes around the world, and I think, man, I need to also do it, and I want to look like that. And that's not the idea. The, the gear doesn't the, the bring gear the hotels. Bring the, the gear yeah. doesn't bring the expense of If, if I want sponsorship, pay me to stay in hotels and pay me my fuel, then you can talk. <laughs> <to sponsor. laughs> Sorry. Now I say, if if, if you want, um, if I can get sponsorship, and, and this goes to everybody that's listening in the fuel industry. We want fuel and we want the hotels to stay. And that, a courier. And a courier. <laughs> <laughs> well, the hotels is probably possible. The courier too, I guess. I don't know about the yeah. fuel. The fuel is a multinational fuel. thing. That might be tough. Yeah. But that fuel is, the, is, is one of your expensive. <laughs> but that being said, just on the, on the rider side, just hopping back uh, to the other side of the coin, being the, the person that actually provides the sponsorship, I think brands has also realized that they have to start selecting a little bit carefully because you can also sponsor somebody that you don't know their moral values. You don't know how their trip is going to go. You're actually a bit of taking a gamble on them. And if they then associate themselves with a bizarre side of travel, um, Maybe religion or politics. You know, yeah. It's not something that's... <laughs> oh, sure. No, well, they've got really bad habits. Bad and habits this and comes through on their feed where you are tagged. You really don't want that. So I think in general, in the last uh, couple of years, we've seen both sides realizing and growing up. Mm-hmm. In your experience, do you find companies or uh, want people to come and ask about being sponsored? I mean, are they looking for it? Yes, but but they out of out of ten applications, they might get one or two that that's worth the while. The rest is just it's it's not worth. I the, think most companies are uh, surrounded with people that is in the environment already, and people knows people that knows people. So we we found word of mouth is a lot stronger. Uh, yes, if you sift through all the emails and the requests you get, 
most of the times if we would consider something, it would be because it was a referral. Um, a, a guy will say, listen, you guys must sponsor this guy. He, have a look at his portfolio. He's actually doing in the, he's in the safety industry and this could open more doors for you as a business in the safety industry. So it, I think that I is th- almost yeah, stronger. I mean, even for us, I, I, yes, I'm looking for, for people to sponsor. But very, very selectively. I, I honestly don't, you know, you, you can't just give out everything to anybody and, and hope you, it's like throwing a throwing a, cl- a lot of rocks in a pond and hope, hopes one of them will float. I mean, it's just, right. so, so you're looking for the, if, yes, it is nice to having and, and getting the, the request from, from people. Unfortunately, it's just, that it's not realistic, it's not, yeah. it's not realistic to, to, to expect that, that out of 10 of them that you, that you receive, all 10 will be really good, worthwhile, partnership benefits over over a time it is very really like that well we've talked uh, so far about you know about sponsors and we've talked about getting gear as if they're getting the gear totally free as part of the sponsorship but that's not really what i understand that most companies are doing or a lot of companies are no. doing they're doing discounts so they're giving you discounts yeah. on, on products and i know for instance yeah. ims which uh, sponsors our show they sponsor all kinds of racers and they've got a program that you go to this page and it, and it gives you the rundown how to apply for sponsorship and then what they're looking for. And they're not just looking to give out product to people. They're looking to give product discounted to racers that are actually doing things, which makes perfect sense. I mean, so, yes. so what kind of things is a company looking for in someone who, who's looking for a sponsorship deal? Well, it, it doesn't have to be necessarily that you have to be this famous person on, on, on YouTube or, or Instagram. It is people that's actually part of a community that if you go on the, to races over weekends, that you're there every weekend, that you're part of that community, that people start to know you, they know you're authentic, they know you're, you're, you're a real person. That kind of value, the, the face-to-face value is actually still more, is still much more beneficial than having a, a big Instagram account. So interacting with, with and, and that's the kind of people I would I would um, look for, for example, in, in, in especially like IMS, is that you, you want to give it to people that, that's really part of a community that travels with other people or just connect with other people and give advice to other ones. People that, that's, that, that's out there doing, doing uh, stuff, not just... Um, yeah. And I think the other side of it is for a business is that you have to be very careful to not become known that you just... It's only a discount you give. So whether you give the discount to the the retailer or whether you give it to the sponsor that come, your pocket is not influenced directly unless you abuse that system where everybody knows now, oh, never buy that. You just go straight to them. They'll sponsor you. They give you a 45% discount because the flip coin now is that your retailers begin saying, but why, why must I stock your items in my shop if anybody can just walk up to you and get the same discount as me. So even from a business point of view, there, there, there is a side where you have to be very careful. Yeah, pro deals. I remember seeing that. Um, that came up a lot with uh, the adventure tourism that we we're into. And it seemed that everybody wanted to get on a pro deal discount. And it was, it was quite easy. I mean, you really only had to yes. work for a company and you could get a pro deal discount. What it did for the company that's sponsoring it, I'm not sure they really got that much out of it. I mean, there, yeah. there are some people that will see you maybe with that gear, but it's, it's reaching really because they're really just yeah. buying the product and leaving. Exactly. No, that's the thing. And, and just seeing the product doesn't, doesn't really 
um, mean that mean that much. You know, you have to the content behind it and, and the stories and, and where you travel and, and the fact that you're going with other people. That that's where people see it and, and the word to mouth um, that you talk about it and, and stuff like that. So yes, it obviously. I mean, every every photo and if, if somebody famous uses something, a lot of other people just go buy it because somebody famous uses it. It, it is true. It, but um, in general, I think if if we talk about the adventure game and, and the brands that's out there, it's not it's not Nike brands that's out there. It's 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 all, all of them are, are smaller yeah. smaller type of companies. So for them to do that kind of pro deals, it, it was it will quickly turn into a, a feeding frenzy because I mean, just why would I why would I want to pay hundred percent for something if I can get it for forty five percent less? Because it's just, all over the internet. It's so all, yeah. easy to get it. So with companies that are that are sponsoring people now, especially in adventure motorcycling, travel with motorcycles, the industry is, I mean, there's a lot of people that they're traveling. There's a lot of people posting. So there's a lot of maybe, um, I, I guess you could say there's a certain amount of buzz around where there's a lot of people in there. Does it still work for a company to sponsor someone when there's so many people doing kind of the sim- same or similar things in an industry? You know what I mean? Like, I know you've got your, your people that spike. I mean, mm-hmm. they get a lot of uh, exposure on social media. But for the for the rest that are sort of in that din of noise there, is it is it valuable for a company to sponsor them when there's so many other riders out there doing similar things, maybe with other products? I think it is still, uh, Jim, because no company can, with their marketing abilities, cover all the areas they would like to cover. So let me just do an exaggerated example. Uh, We know the South African market. We know the Europe market. We don't know much yet about the, the USA market, but we absolutely know nothing about the Indian market. So, for instance, if we want to start exploring those markets, these type of things will come in very handy as a business tool for us. So, what would you do? You'd, you'd sponsor somebody? That would be your way of sort of getting in there and feeling out the market and seeing what, it, what it's like? Because you would actually capture a part, a part of, if you get a, a guy that's got good exposure in India on his Instagram, on shows, and you uh, uh, as a brand can partner up with him as a, a sponsor, it definitely have benefits for you as a company and hopefully for him as well. So yes, I still think it is a worthwhile marketing tool for any company. Well, it, it, but it, it goes with. Let's take the Indian example. You can't just sponsor one person. No. You have to. It's a. It's a. It's a marketing effort. So it will have the advertising. You'll have to do all the other stuff with it. The only difference is that if this guy is, is a proper um, 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 community guy, he would he would have the benefit of being on social media. You will have the benefit of him being an influence, uh, not an influencer, that's a really bad thing. But he would he would be a he, he, he can work to mouth um in his group and that's where it, it start to to and if it if, if it's a good product start to sell it and it will, it will go from there. So there is still value there's a lot of noise out there. There is there is benefit for it. But you'll have to be even as a brand much more um particular. Yeah. In who you choose, how you go about, because there's all thing about sponsorship is just one little thing in the marketing mix. It's just one one portion of of, yeah, a, of a, what you're doing a in walk, marketing. A, a small uh, working tool for yeah. you. So for instance, I mean, with with our new company Turkana, we are 
covering a lot of what we need just from the travels Mechnes and I and our partners are doing. But there's, for instance, the enduro riding side that we're not active in. So for us, it would be a very good marketing part of our marketing strategy to get somebody that understands that side of it or that has exposure on enduro riding style. As an example. As an example. Right. If you're a rider and you're looking to get sponsored, you, you look at this and you think this does fit how I uh, want to ride and, and what I want to do. And I find it exciting and maybe uh, thrilling to do this and actually challenging. How do they approach a company? It's like approaching somebody for a job. Have a CV or some reference, some guidelines, something that this person can actually verify what you are saying is true. Well, first of all, find out who's the person who makes the decisions. That's the first thing. <laughs> Try and get hold of that person. And then write a proper email. I've, I've now got, I've, I've got another sponsorship uh, uh, letter two days ago, and it's a generic one that the guy sent to about 17 companies. I mean, it's just, it's not. So basically, write a proper email. Tell them what you can do for them. Yes, it needs to be uh, different than just a normal, okay, I'm going to do a trip. Um, all, the, all your uh, social media exposure, what you're going to do, where you're going to be, wh- and what exactly are you going to bring to the table? Because if you just bring 17 social media people, that's one of them are your mom. The stuff is just not going to flow. And if you're just going to be just another trip guy that's going to do a trip in two months, no. So it must be something that, that's alluring to a brand why they must use you or why they must take the effort of... of um, of taking the money that, that and to spend it on you because they can rather take the money that they give you on a discount or for free and go spend it on advertising in a magazine and they know they can quantify that they get two twenty thousand 20,000 copies out there into people's homes. You know, so it, it, you need to tell, you need to, they need to explain to a brand what they bring to the table and why they, it's benefit for, beneficial for them to use them as a, and, and to give them the, the gear to use. And that, that can be from, I'm, a, I'm an engineer, I know how to test stuff, to, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to do a, a trip to, Al- to Alaska in the winter, which most probably not going to work with a three-wheeler and a dog and my well, mom. Well, basically, you know, if, you, if you want to be sponsored with a tent, just show your intent that you're actually going to be in the tent. tent. Don't yeah. go and travel in a, in a country like, say, for instance, uh, Bolivia, where there's not a lot of camping sites. No, you're going to wild camp, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. The, the only thing I, I would counter with what you said there was you said about advertising the magazine, you know, people are going to look at it. I have to say, if you advertise on a podcast, you'd be far better off. The magazine, I mean, it goes insistent. Yeah. Nobody, Man. nobody looks at every ad in a magazine, but with a podcast, you listen to those as they go listen, through. But exactly. I had to throw yeah, exactly. that in there. Yeah. No, sorry, sorry. I, I, man, I made a mistake on that one. <laughs> no, no, Never have you back on this show, ever. That's it. Exactly. But yeah, that, that's, the, that's the, the long and the short of, of that one. There is, uh, yes, it's not negative. It's not a negative thing. There is place for small brands, for people, and, and, and the, the whole sponsorship thing. But it, it's a small portion of, a, of the marketing mix for, for a brand. It must be dealt with properly. And there is and benefits thought for, and thought through. And there yeah. is benefits for, for riders and is benefits for, for, the, for, the, the for the brands in, in that. But it's a, it's a much more complicated thing than just giving stuff away for free. And there's no free rides. You, you can't expect no you're going to get this gear and, no. and not you're have to do anything for it. You're still going to pay your own fuel. 
Would you say that for the rider um, and the company, would you say there's an even exchange there or would you say the rider ends up taking on more work? Well, if the rider is, is, is ethical enough and he does what he promises, then the brand is going to win. If the rider <laughs> takes a tough run, Sorry, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so normally the, the brand's not going to give you more than what you they, – they, they're going to play it equally. So if, you, if you're a rider and you promise what you're going to give them, you're going to really work for them. You're going to take your photos. You're going to write, spend time writing content. You're going to go to shows. You're going to have your stuff there. You're going to try and influence or talk to people and, and tell them why you have the stuff and it's good stuff. You're going to do what it, what it takes to, to, to be a sponsored person. And you can't say, I don't want to be a social, uh, I don't want to be um, a, a slave to social media. You know, it comes with part of the part of the game. If you don't want to do it, then don't be a sponsored person. But you're going to work generally harder on your trip, on your holiday, then what the brand is going to give you money, the value of the money of the stuff that you will receive from them. Right. So you got to make sure yeah. that, that that's part of your idea of fun, really. Like yes. if you enjoy cool. doing that, which you do, I mean, I'm surprised you don't have tons of sponsors because you could do it easily. Um, yeah. But I mean, if you, if you love that kind of thing, then yeah, then, then, then it's for you. Yes, exactly. exactly. But choose wisely. But choose wisely because yeah. the, the brand, the brand generally will benefit more from it and which is not a bad thing because they take up the, the risk of giving the but stuff but that being and, and, said the brands yeah. will, uh, is more careful now because they they all they should also know that if they abuse the system that they can do more harm to their brand than good because if they if they give stuff away for free I mean it, even if it think it was four hundred dollars, if it if it's it's a it's it's an opportunity to sell that product that they had that they're now giving to you with a with a gut feeling that you will do as you say you did. And yeah. if that four hundred dollars out of their pocket, it's out of their pocket. They don't get it back. So I guess in the show notes we will put a link to uh, Turkana's uh, email and um, anyone looking for a sponsorship can, can go ahead. And Please make sure you say th- they must address Mechnas Olifir. We'll keep yeah. him busy for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you very much, guys. It was great to sit down and talk with you and get some information uh, on this. And, and I wish you the best of luck with Turkana. And, and do you, you have products you. in stores now or is it for sale? Our products um, are so ready to be launched. We, we're just doing the last bits on the website. So hopefully when we talk to you uh, next, it will be up and running fully. But we are, I want to say, days away. <laughs> mm, wow. And COVID, COVID cock up the whole thing because we had the planning. It will be the, the, the first orders would have been shipped to the USA and Europe, which was done. But then the website wasn't up because they couldn't work on the website and the photos and the content could have been done. So... It, it was a bit skewed now. So we, we have the products in America. We have got it in the USA and we've got some in, the, in, in South Africa now. But our website will most probably only go, go up this, this week and, and be working on the rest of the content. So it was all a bit cockeyed because of COVID, but <laughs> it, it's already, coming together. Yeah. yeah. Well, COVID is messing up a lot of things, which is why you guys are sitting in LA with no bikes right now, too. I'm <laughs> say. Yes. Correct. Thanks very much, you guys. I'll talk to you again. Thanks, Jim. Thank you and you too, Jim. Thanks so much. That was Mickness and Alice B. Olivier in L.A., actually, which is really kind of weird for talking to them in, in Los Angeles. And uh, they are from Peaky Peaky Overland. Their website is peakypeakyoverland.com. And, of course, we got that link as well as some photos from them in the show notes for this episode on our website, adventureriderradio.com. 
Hey, I just want to remind you that this episode has been brought to you by Green Chili Adventure Gear, greenchiliadv.com, Motobreeze Chain Oiler at motobreeze.com, and Best Rest Products at cyclepump.com. And we'd really appreciate it if anytime you're dealing with these companies, anytime, email or otherwise, let them know you heard them here on Adventure Rider Radio. Well, that about wraps up another episode of Adventure Rider Radio, and we sure hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we did making it. Special thanks, of course, to our producer, Elizabeth Martin, and to you, the listener. Thank you very much for being a part of this. Now, don't forget, we have another show called ARR Raw. It comes out once a month. You need to subscribe separately for that, and like Adventure Rider Radio, you can find it anywhere podcasts are found. And if you haven't done it already, we would love to get a five-star review from you on iTunes or wherever it is you find your podcasts. Now it's time to get out there and ride your bike if you can. My name's Jim Martin. Thank you very much for being a part of this. I'll talk to you next week. Hi, I'm Marissa Notier. And I'm Tim Notier. And you're listening to Adventure Rider Radio. (laughs) 